This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The bare minimum for Mansfield Town was a point. And when Carlisle scored an opener, you did fear for the worst. However... For the first time in a while, the Stags showed some fight. Mansfield Town 1, Carlisle United 1, the full-time score at the One Course Stadium this evening. A game which was pushed back by half an hour due to the traffic. And when Stephen McLaughlin's late free kick nestled into the bottom corner, the Carlisle players would have been wishing that they'd stayed stuck in traffic. The Stags, though... Got themselves some momentum and most importantly and most vitally a point on the board. Extending that buffer over Southend to 11 points in what was the game in hand. Share your reactions now in the comments and have your say on your team. Why? Because Mansfield matters. This is the Cooldown Post-Match Reaction Show. Mansfield Town 1. Carlisle United won. McLaughlin to the rescue, eight minutes from time as the Stags pull back from a goal down to draw 1-1 at home to Carlisle United. A result which, to be fair, was a very fair point for the Stags. The bare minimum that Mansfield Town needed tonight uh, was a point just to make sure uh, that they could sort of keep their unbeaten home run going and try and get a little bit more momentum on the way as well. Share your reactions with us in the comments. It could, Nathan Edge, who joins us from the other side of Mansfield, uh, have been... You know, maybe three or four more for the Stags tonight. They were so, so unlucky. And at one point, I did think, oh no, here we go again. It's just not going to drop for us. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at being one of those games again. Uh, I'm massively relieved, first of all, that we managed to get the equaliser. Because again, I think a bit like uh, Saturday, 
a defeat would have been uh, a bit harsh. Um, and for me, the you know we said before the game would take a point. I certainly uh, I'm happy with a point right now. Um, and then performance-wise, I mean it was it's a bit in patches. Some points we were we weren't great, but we also had patches where we where we did look alright as well, and and we did create a lot of chances. Um, and like I say, on a different day, perches would have nestled in the back of the net. Um, you know, your barriers would have gone in, and a, there's a few chance. At least we were creating chances, and we did actually look a, a little bit threatening at times. And like I say, I think that is something to to continue to build on. A positive point at home, Cam Felton, uh, must have must mean that it was better than watching Hollyoaks, wasn't it? I'm going to stop it there though, because you know we, we might get copyright infringement. <laughs> he's, he's you know he's, he's he's heard the theme tune, he's rushed straight to his telly nace. Oh, that's it. It gave the excitement. He's like, oh my God, it must be on. Am I missing it? <laughs> he has literally left us. Well. He's not going to join back in. Uh, I was going to talk to him about the game. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to him if he ever decides to pop back in uh, later back on. In, no, oh, he's, he's back there in. It's like a boomerang. He'll be back. How are you, Cam? Are you well? Not bad, lads. For God's sake. <laughs> Can we just drop this already? It's not even fun. It's a little fun. It's hard. Funny. Look at smile on his face. <laughs> exactly, he loves it. That, uh, seriously yeah. though, Cam, you know what? Uh, Hollyoaks sometimes offers some tame drama, and when Steve McLaughlin put the ball down on the edge of the box, there could have been drama. Were you thinking there might be drama, or did you think it's going to be a typical Mansfield uh, free kick this? I thought Mez and his team would have been fishing the balls out of, uh, well, not fishing the ball, getting the balls out at car parking, uh, retail park. Personally, we don't. We don't do well from free kicks, but to be fair, if you're going to score, you're going to want it point-blank range, edge of the box, smack bang in the middle. You just think like, oh, we've wasted so many chances like this. Is is this the one? Is this the one where we finally hit the back of the net and didn't expect it to go that side, to be fair, but expecting it to whip it over the wall, but that's poor goalkeeping. Yeah, he'd have been frustrated they got the, the Carlisle keeper. But, but to be fair, um, with the chances that we had uh, during the game, I think um, that Harry Charlesley or Jason Law, one of the two, had one saved very, very well by him as well. And you just think the chances that we were wasting, especially purchase in the bar, you think, bloody hell. Keeper also pushed that onto the games. bar, by the way. Did he? Yeah. Oh, it looked like it, just hit, it, it hit the bar, but it's, it's an unreal strike. And you just think, if that's not going to go in, you just think, no, it's not our day. It's not our day, really. And that's, um, what, that's what you get with Mansfield a lot of the time, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to some of your comments. Uh, Ethan's kicked us off tonight saying, Good point today. Barry, very unfortunate not to clinch it at the death, but a very positive, gritty performance. Uh, Marks are still not convincing in the box. Craig, on another night, we have four or five frustrating night in front of goal. Uh, good point, says Jamie, but if we had a striker, we could have scored five. Uh, Roger says, Jason Law had a marvellous chance to score, but a lack of finishing power... Not the effort is the problem. Jordan Bowery loses the ball and they score. But then Stephen McLaughlin scores a set free kick to get a good point. Bowery nearly gets the winner right at the death. I'm happy with that point in the end. Uh, Stags could have had four. Very much the uh, story of the night, really, and the story of the comments. Uh, Jamie says Mansfield Town needs to come with a health warning. We've been saying this for years. Uh, Nigel says that they looked uh, very ordinary. We should have won that, but we were abysmal in front of goal. Poor crossing again. And when we did put a, a good ball in, no one anticipated it, not once. Uh, Richard says, uh, always seems 
to be frustration in front of goal. Other than the Cheltenham game, we did have a few chances and should have clinched it at the end with Barry's miss. Uh, but that summed up his, that summed up his evening. Uh, Clive says their goal came about due to uh, Jordan simply failing to do uh, the simple thing inside our own uh, half. Uh, first voting for man of the match is, uh, is in for Perch, says uh, Michael. Uh, Jamie says, I need a cup of tea. Ask the ref to put the kettle on. That's, of course, reference to our excellent pre-match show, I thought, Nath. Um, You know, with all the kettle puns and everything um, like that, of course. Trevor Kettle, the referee tonight, uh, replaced Michael Salisbury uh, late on for the reference uh, in that one. Uh, kickoff also pushed back tonight. Um because of uh, Carlisle players getting stuck in traffic. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Richard says, and what about that Kellen Gordon crossfield ball from their half to our 18-yard box? Deserves dropping uh, just for that. Uh, Claire says, Gordon's use of the ball, free kicks and crosses have been perpetually disappointing. Uh, Roger Perch was very unlucky in hitting the bar. Uh, wasted too many chances up top, says Wayne, to start putting them away. Uh, got to start putting them away. Other than, the, other than that, the Stags did okay tonight, but they definitely got to beat Grimsby on Saturday. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the key point, isn't it, Cam? You know what we Nathan said before the game? Um, the, the bare minimum was, was to, for us to get a point, but if we'd have lost tonight, it would have made Saturday's game feel a lot more pressurised. I say it's, there's going to be a lot of pressure going into that game anyway because um, just just the situation that both clubs are in and it's always a fe feisty affair when when us and Grimsby face each other whether that's at Blundell Park whether that's at the One Call Stadium they always seem to have a bit more bit more fight and and an edge and I suppose I mean to be fair most of the time that was Neil Bishop getting involved but <laughs> um, but it, it does mean a lot more considering the positions we're in and yes. Had we have lost tonight, that would have been a must-win. I think it's must-win anyway. But anything other than if we if we had to want if we had to draw on tonight, and if we'd have lost and not and not brought it back, Saturday would have been we we must win. There's no other result other than win because of just if we lost that and and say Salford won or not Salford uh, Southend won <laughs> or Colchester won or whoever else is down Port Vale. You're just thinking, oh, no, we're going to get dragged back into this. So, oh, we've lost Nathan. Yeah, we have. I'm sure he'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe. I'll try and add him back in. Carry on. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's got to be a must win. And I think we looked very lacklustre when we played on at Blundell Park, but it was also very much um, a bit of a, a bit of a dogged affair and... Um, Nicky Maynard scored his last goal for us at that point. Possibility, but um, other than that, there weren't there weren't many chances in that game. So you'd think, hopefully, with a bit more hunger and fire in his bellies after um, after tonight's game and and missing so many chances. And I think I was just re flicking through uh, Carlisle's uh, comments on their tweet towards the uh, when it came full time, and they were saying, "Oh, we were." We should have won that, but we were hanging, very much hanging on at the end. And you just think, if we'd have put one of them chances away, that we'd be very much talking about a very different Mansfield performance tonight, which is, I suppose, the frustrating thing. It is. And I think that's the point, isn't it, Nathan? You know, we, we did sort of lack that edge up front. We didn't do anything too drastically wrong at the back for once. Uh, the goal which we conceded, yes, it's, a, it's an error from, from Jordan Bowery. Um, struggles to keep hold of the ball um, on the halfway line uh, and then obviously deflection off Rawson plays in uh, 
their man Benning perhaps should have been picking him up but it was a good instinctive goal from them and I think Nigel Clough will, will pretty much come out and say that as well um, it's just uh, at the other end we've, we've got to fine tune it and get it sharp because even though we, we've drawn tonight you know we've not lost I still think there's a little bit of pressure on, on Saturday um, to go out and, and win that game if you're not beating bottom of the league on, on your home turf then there is absolutely something wrong isn't there yeah I agree I think um, Saturday still is a it's is a must-win game, you know. Not as in if we don't win, it's a disaster, but it's just a must-win game because we we should be we should be beating them. They're bottom of the league for for a reason. So, you know, we're not any different from any other team, especially here at home. We should be expecting to beat them. So, um, I don't think uh, it changes too much in the fact that Saturday still is must-win, but there's just not quite as much pressure on it. The fact that we have at least managed to get a get a draw tonight. So there's a positive there. Um, and I think hopefully, um, you know, like I said, the, the game, this game tonight, we've had, there are positives and we, we certainly weren't perfect throughout the whole game. There were still certain parts, you know, patch of the game where we, we weren't weren't quite at it. Um, you know, and, and Carlisle, I was expecting them to be better than what they what they were tonight. So a um, little bit even more annoying because then you feel like you could have took advantage of that. But at least we did, we did create chances. It's just, we, you know, it, like I say, a couple were unlucky and a couple probably just weren't good enough, you know, uh, a couple that we should have done better with. So I think there's an aspect of all sorts of different things of bad luck and I won't say wrong decision-making. I just think it's uh, falling maybe to the wrong players and, I don't know, having the confidence in front of the goal, we just haven't got it at the minute. We do need that somebody... Such We need a strong striker, I think. That's uh, when, they, when they get this side of goal, they're going to absolutely belt it there and not try and... Yeah, tippy-tap it in there. Yeah, we can talk about that in just a minute. Obviously, Oli Sarkic came on and got a, a bit more of a prolonged run uh, tonight. Uh, interesting fixtures-wise, uh, Grimsby do play tomorrow night. They're at home to Tranmere, which is one of their uh, two games in hand on us as it stands. Uh, they're on 26 points, of course. The, the stakes on 41. Uh, the buffer uh, between ourselves and Southend. Southend on 30 points. Uh, is now extended to uh, back to 11 points, uh, the Stags and South, and now, though, on the same amount of games. Um, I guess if we'd have lost tonight, it would put more pressure on it on Saturday if they went, if Grimsby then uh, went and ru- went and uh, won uh, tomorrow night. But there's lots of ifs and buts on that. I think the important thing is, you know, we've got a, back, a batch cam of three home games. That was the first of three um, tonight. Um, I think a lot of it w- tonight was more about making sure we get a, uh, a decent result um, and then sort of, you know, getting getting a good foundation in place for those uh, those upcoming uh, home games, of course. Uh, Grimsby on Saturday and then Forest Green this time next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an important thing. And I think that um, after after the way that we lost on, on Saturday, it was gut-wrenching. And I think we, whilst it was maybe... Um, I mean, Jordan Barry, yeah, he doesn't do the basics and he, he gives the ball away. But And then maybe a slight lapse in concentration from from Mile Benning not picking up his marker behind him. But other than that, it was a much improved performance. We looked a little bit hungrier um, going forward. And if it wasn't for taking the chance, if we couldn't take his chances, the game would be completely different. So I think the lads have got to take the confidence out of that and then uh, and push on them because... Because we are playing at home, we can try and dictate the game a little bit more the way that we want to. Because, like, yes, we've not got the ho- uh, what home advantage as such, 
but we're used to playing on our pitch. We're used to the conditions that that um, that are at the one call stadium. So we should hopefully get get something positive. De- definitely out of the Grimsby game, and and quite possibly about out the Forest Green game because yes, Forest Green are on a uh, having a, a pretty decent season. We more than comfortably beat them back in back in November, and and I think we're in a much better place now than we were back then. Um, obviously, Clough's had his, his time. It was Clough's first game in charge against Forest Green, obviously. And he's had time to work with the players. And, and hopefully we can have uh, someone like Ollie Clark back in the squad, maybe. Um, obviously, you've got George Lapsley and George Maris. I don't know what sort of condition they'll be in by the weekend. But you'd ex- maybe see them on the bench, depending on what condition they're in. But uh, it sets us in good stead for the next couple of games. And I think that's also the next thing is we're... We didn't. We can't be losing back-to-back games. If we lose, we need to be bouncing back with a draw or a win, and and that's what we've done tonight. And I suppose that's the important thing. Keep your courage coming in and have your say on that. Let's touch upon uh, the formations and things tonight, Nate. The, the changes uh, which Mansfield uh, made. Uh, of course, uh, we made just two. Aidan Stone came in in goal, and then Harry charged into the midfield. But we were talking and debating before the game uh, about the shape and and how we'd play. Um, we went back into that diamond. It looked relatively all right, and we got some uh, decent performances out of uh, some players. It just needs a little bit of fine-tuning, I feel, to, to be the, the most effective that it can be. Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. You know, we, we, we did speak um, pre-match, and we, you know, we, we were both hoping for maybe a few more changes, but um, you know, I don't think anyone um, you know, had, a, had, a, had a bad game. So you know, I, I think it... I'm definitely thinking that you know that the diamond at the moment for us is is certainly working and certainly um, the, you know the formation to to go with. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next um, you know two or three games if we do get some key players back, such as uh, you know Clark able to start, George Maris and and George Lapsley. They're three key players in the midfield, which you know I I, I do wonder whether. Uh, neither club would still be wanting to go with the diamond, or whether he'd revert back to the four-three-three. Then, um, you know, with, with with those three in in the midfield. So, um, it'll be interesting. Like I say, it depends on the personnel that's available. But for the moment, it seems to be the the best option we we've got. And I, I do think it can. I, you know, well, we know for sure we can still get better. Yeah, definitely. I, I certainly think with, with those players coming back into there, I think that will really give it some energy, Cam. And that's clearly what Mansfield needed because, you know, we get to... All right, we've managed to get a, a late equaliser and, and get a, a deserved point. But you look at that tonight after about, you know, 55, 60 minutes and you look and you're thinking, Christ, we need some legs here. Um, we really need to, to sort of jazz it up. And it's that midfield area which drives us. And you, you add into the mix there... You know George Maris, George Lapsley, and you. You know you're in a much stronger position already. We are missing those key players. Yeah, we are, and I think it's the the high intensity football. I think that we're missing the most because we were able to dictate games and play exactly how we wanted. We we had a good high press. We had yes, we might have been a little bit leaky at the back occasionally and just making sloppy errors and. But just point proven um, for someone for for a game like uh, Port Vale at home, um, New Year's, and and yes, that was a game where we were playing against ten men for um, they 
second half, they lost a man. But we played most of the game against 11 men and, and we absolutely bossed that game. And yes, Port Vale were a side in, in a very bad shape of form, but we still was able to boss the game. We played it exactly how we wanted to. And a key part of that was players like uh, George Lapsley, Ollie Clark, George Maris, players like that. And it went, and we've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks, how much have we missed someone like George Lapsley's energy? Because it, we're a completely different side with and without him. And we just look so flat sometimes. And, and yes, we've picked it up over the last couple of weeks and, and tried to play that that intensity football. But it, it just doesn't always work. And, and point proven on Saturday, it was the po- quite possibly the most boring football game on earth. Yeah, I thought we were going to be in for that a little bit tonight as well, to be honest. Uh, let's move on to some more of your comments. Uh, Ryan says a good point tonight. Tim says... Sarkic looked goal hungry with his thirty minutes, uh, with his uh, thirty minutes, uh, and had a sh- uh, with his uh, thirty meter shot over the bar. Um, Roger says Quinn played a high cross into the first half, uh, into the far post, but Law was waiting on his own near the penalty spot. A ball played to him along the floor might have been a better ball. Their goal was a bit lucky. It was a draw against Grimsby, I predict, uh, but hope they don't win. Don't forget, Grimsby are playing for survival in League Two. Exactly what I'm saying about. Um, it being a, a much tougher game than perhaps we're giving it credit for. They'll be fighting and scrapping for absolutely everything. Uh, Richard says there's not enough depth in the squad up front to push the guys who are playing. Uh, right now, there's no consequence for strikers missing chances regularly. Uh, we have no reason to fear any team in this division, says Clive. Most of our problems have been self-inflicted. Dennis says Carlisle players driving themselves to the match. You would not have known this. Uh, and we are at home. Did we drive a long distance as well? It looked like it. I'm not sure whether they did drive themselves or not, or whether they were just on uh, two coaches. Because of the COVID uh, rules and regulations, uh, you're only and travel regulations, you're only allowed X amount of people on a bus. Uh, so quite often the stags have taken the, especially earlier in the season, have taken the the, the double decker, uh, which meant uh, you know they could space out a little bit more and and things like that. But uh, I know uh, quite a lot of teams do take two buses or or a bus and a, a couple of cars and things like that. So that certainly I mean, played could, a part. it could have been worse. Uh, Oldham, obviously, play at Scunthorpe tonight. Their media team got stuck on the M62 and they didn't make it till the 60th minute. Nice. Always cool. set off earlier, guys. Come on. Well, yeah, you'd have thought. But, they, yeah, they didn't have any eye-follow commentary for... Uh, I don't think they had it the entire game, but they were watching their game in the car. So it swings and roundabouts, and you can't fault Carlisle, but... Do you reckon that that something like that maybe played a part in its game? We were obviously preparing for a seven o'clock kickoff, and and players that have, uh, would have already been at the ground when this was announced. And well, our, our players that, certainly were. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we ours were, and maybe half of theirs. Um, do you think that that maybe played a part on us being maybe a little bit sluggish? Nath, what do you reckon? No, I, I think it's the opposite. If it was going to affect anybody, it would be them. I, you know, we we certainly, for, for me, we can't be using that uh, for an excuse at all. Um, you know, it, it was to our advantage, really. Mm. You know, I know, yeah, you, you're waiting out a little bit, but waiting around a little bit, but we're at home. We we can go and go back into the into the Kevin Bird suite and. Uh, you know, and prepare for the match there. You've got a little bit extra time to warm up. Um, I, I think for us, no, it's certainly not an excuse, and it's more of a problem for them. So um, we can't blame that as 
as an excuse for sluggish. We we were looking at it before the game, weren't we, Craig? As a, mm. as a positive for us, or it should have been. Yeah, we should. Uh, we didn't take it to our advantage. I don't think. Um, I don't think we came out and, and was nearly as as lively as what we should have been. Yeah, especially when you think um, back in in January, you know, when we was on that good run of form, we think about how many early goals we actually yeah. managed to to get then, and that's what sort of got us going for every game. So um, whether we haven't got that. Um, I mean, a lot of things come into play, per, the, the the personnel on the pitch and things like that. But whether we just haven't quite got the intensity, we should have from the start, shouldn't we? But um, whether we are more thinking the long long term, if you burn yourself out in the first 20 minutes, you've then got to worry about the rest of the game. And if we've already got tiring players, you know, that might be why we've not got such an, such high intensity at the start of the matches. So, but you, like, like you say, you would have thought today, um, I mean, we don't know the ins and outs. By the look, you know, with uh, with Stag saying they were reluctant to uh, accept the deleted that, uh, by the way. Oh, did they? Mm. I'm interested. So that to me sort of said like it wasn't really any of their key players, so they didn't really have to, um, you know, necessarily have to push it back. So, but you you know, so we don't know the ins and outs who who was late and stuff like that, but. Either way, you still you still think it was more going to be our advantage than than theirs, certainly. Uh, Roy says very good point tonight. Scrapped hard better than Saturday. One of the reasons we kept possession tonight was because Ollie Clark wasn't there to give it away. Says William. Uh, if I was Clough, I'd sell him at the end of the season. Uh, what do you make of that, Cam? Bit extreme, don't you think? Yeah, I think he drives us when he plays. I don't think we're, he gives it away too much. But... Match, won't we? I, I think. The problem with Clark is it's been the last few games where you know he hasn't he hasn't played well, but the you know Clough has come out and said he's he's absolutely shattered. Mm. He's trying, he wants to play, which I think is good because he shows he's he's playing for the shirt. He wants to be on the pitch, but if he is shattered, then that's obviously going to affect his performance. So it's a bit harsh, I think, to judge him over a few games. I think most of the season he's been one of our most consistent players in the midfield. We've uh, also got to remember these are League Two players. We're not we're not playing Champions League football, so. They're not going to be the, the, the fittest of players ever, especially when we play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for the last God knows how long. I mean, you'd, it's very rare at this time of the season to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, isn't it? You, like, you, like the way we have as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's literally, so literally, we've... When was the last time we... The last time we had a, a break... Well, since that break, we've played Saturday, Tuesday every single week. And there's no so we're not up. even we're not even able to get proper training. Well, we are be able to do proper training sessions, but whereas we'd be able to do a training, uh, you'd come in on the on the Saturday, play the match on the Sunday or the Monday. You'd come in and do a recovery session. You'd do light training, uh, pro- proper training, then more fitness work. And you, it's just been so broken up this season. Yeah. And, it, and yes, it's the same for every club, but especially when you've had a change of manager, especially at such a busy time of the uh, season that we did, mm. having to get used to a whole new system, new coaching staff, a new style of football, a new regime when it comes to training. Because I think, I can't remember who it said, but who said it, but someone said they'd been working hard in training and the, the gaffer had got them running, running laps and this, that and the other. And it's like, well, no wonder they're knackered. It's, it's just been non, non-stop. It has, I think it has been non-stop. We've not got, yeah, well, this is probably the first season when we've got probably the smallest squad of players to choose from. And yeah. it's probably the time we need the squad the most. I mean, and you could say that, you know, that's that's a club fault for, for not preparing. Or you could say it's a, it's bad luck because we have had some some key injuries. And, and where have those injuries been? Mid- midfield. <laughs> so, yeah, the engine. That's we've got the problem with Ollie Clark. Yeah, so. absolutely. I completely agree. And then they agree. have to do the most running. So, mm. you know, I, 
uh, yeah, so yeah, going back to the comment on Clark, I, I yeah, there's frustration because he hasn't he isn't the player he has been for the last few you know, in the last few games, but. I just think it's a bit harsh. I think we're probably doing it to cut him a bit of slack. Uh, Clough has given more more than enough chances for Reed and Barry, so Sarkic should start the next game, says Tim. Danny says, what's happened to Corey O'Keefe? Gordon's been awful recently and was again tonight, and he can't even make the bench. Cryptic tweet last night as well. Dressing room problems? Interesting one, that, isn't it? I, I did actually... You should never read too much into tweets, but I did think, you know, you see the one or two things he's either going to be shipped out on loan or he's going to get some game time. And with what Nigel Clough was saying, I thought it was going to be some game times. It's a tough one, though, Cam, because when O'Keefe was in the side, you know what, he was actually one of our, our better players. But it, it's, is, there, is there a reason that he's, he's not getting a game? Is it because Gordon was performing well when Clough first came in and he's just not had his chance? Is there something else there? Or is it just a case if he doesn't like Bobby? <sighs> no idea, honestly. It, it could be any of them reasons, or it could be all of them. Well, we don't know. Uh, only, only O'Keefe and only Clough knows. And it could be that even O'Keefe doesn't know what he's done wrong. It could just be Clough. We don't We don't know. And I suppose that the, the thing about reading too much in it, into that sort of thing is we're just speculating on yeah. what's actually happening. And that that's the issue, because we we as fans don't know what's going off in that dressing room. That is very and true. It, it in some ways, just... I mean, think O'Keefe sort of wanted a bit of speculation as well. You don't put that tweet out for nothing, do you? <laughs> so yeah, you, there's, there's you know what you're doing there. when you're tweeting, yeah. Yeah, there's something there for him to put that tweet out. And then it's obviously up to all the fans to interpret it out how they wish. But you, you don't put that tweet out if there's something But it's the, the there, thing is, it's like there's, there's only one division he can actually go to. Well, two. He ain't going to go higher, but he can either go towards or... Oh, or yeah, that's no, what he I mean. can't go to, can't go to our level. We, he no, can't he can't go to, go to our level now. I mean, it can, can only go to one division. Oh, sorry, yeah. Unless, um, unless he go, moved out of the UK. Yeah, yeah, like Aaron O'Driscoll did. He went to... I, I don't even know, know whether he's, he's started a game or anything. No one's really checked that, to be fair. But uh, there you go. Some more comments, and then we'll get your votes from Man of the Match. Um... Steve says, slowly grinding out the points we need for survival, but this league is really poor this year. The standard of football is really, really poor. Roll on next season. Uh, Clive says, our own players uh, live all over the place, so driving to the ground is always a factor. Uh, Terry says, Mal Benning for Man of the Match today, a a solid performance for him. Uh, Dennis, according to Clough's remarks, he was not pleased to the late start. Uh, Richard says James Perch man of the match for me again uh, Clive says Clark alongside Lapsley is a much better player absolutely agree with that uh, and Tim says I don't believe Ollie Clark is lacking pre-season fitness training we are in mid-March for God's sake um, I'm going to slightly disagree with that because Ollie Clark was injured in pre-season and therefore didn't get the same amount in his, his belt and it, it does make a factor I, I think it does make a factor but Every player has good spells and bad spells and needs to drive themselves forward and, and needs a bit of a rest. And I think Ollie Clark was certainly in there. I do agree with what what I think it was what Clive said about um, Clark and Lapsley. I think them two do make a, a good pairing in there as well. Uh, Roger says Gordon gets into some great positions for crossing, but sometimes uh, overhits his cross, i.e. the second half. It's been a general t- uh, trait um, of his. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, start getting your, your votes in for... Uh, man of the match. We'll get those. Uh, we'll have a look through those uh, in just a second. Final thoughts on um, on on tonight's game. Then, uh, Cam, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Um, we had Nathan's before the game. Uh, Aiden Stone was one of two changes tonight. Came in for Marek Steck. Uh, very much uh, hints towards him being uh, Clough's first choice goalkeeper, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does. Um, I think Steck, Steck's unlucky to be dropped, I think. Uh, yes, it, 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 you can say some, some blame does lay at his feet for the goal on, on Saturday. Yes, it was poor defensively, but as a goalkeeper, he will be bitterly disappointed he got beat at the near post like that. But... Other than that, he made some good saves. His distribution is a bit questionable, but I suppose Stones is as well. So um, that one's a bit 50-50 on that. But um, it just seems that Clough doesn't know who his number one is. And and I think it is slightly swaying towards Stone, but we know that we've got a good backup, should you say, in in Marek Steck. But I suppose it's also the thing is, does Marek Steck have um, the, something in, like, say, in his contract, say he's got to play X amount of games or, or something like that that he has to fill? Or or is it something like, oh, Steck said, oh, I need to be starting every game? Is it that sort of situation, like being the the, the senior, one of the, the one of the most senior players in the team? Is it like, oh, I expect to be starting every game? I think seniority does not dictate, should not dictate over quality. I think... Uh, Stone slightly edges it over the two keepers. I thought it was uh, good again tonight. Gave us some uh, good distribution. It's a good debate to, to have there, and I'm sure Nigel Clough will be keeping his eye on that uh, as the rest of the season goes on. Uh, start getting your thoughts uh, together for your Man of the Match vote tonight, boys, and get yours involved in the comments as well. Uh, whilst you do that, let's have a little look at the p- picture elsewhere in Skybet League 2 tonight. So the Stags draw one apiece with Carlisle United, taking that buffer between themselves and second bottom South End to 11 points. Both have now played 35 games this season. Grimsby, who are rock bottom, they play tomorrow night and come to the One Course Stadium uh, on Saturday. They are on 26 points, uh, so uh, a fair distance from the Stags. The Stags definitely looking uh, at South End and Barrow at the moment. Barrow were in action tonight and they beat league leaders Cheltenham by two goals to nil at Cheltenham. Elsewhere it finished Crawley 1, Warsaw 1. Port Vale got their first win under Daryl Clark as they beat Newport by two goals to one. Salford fresh from their victory in the Papa John's Trophy of last year drew goal drew nil-nil uh, with Colchester. And finally tonight, it was Scunthorpe United 1, Oldham Athletic 1 in a game and a result which very much suits us. League table as follows. Cheltenham, despite defeat tonight, still lead the way at the top. They're on 62 points. Cambridge and Forest Green both on 61, but a superior goal difference for Cambridge puts them in second place. Playoffs is Newport, Tranmere, Bolton and Morecambe. Morecambe on 56 points down at the bottom Stevenage in 15th on 43 and then there's ourselves Oldham and Scunthorpe all on 41 points in that order Warsaw then in 19th on 39 Port Vale in 20th on 38 Colchester in 21st also on 38 Barrow just above the drop zone on 35 so narrowing the gap on the Stags they have two games in hand on the Stags as well and then it's South Ends, as I say, second bottom on 30 points, 11 points behind the Stags, with 11 games to go in the Skybet League Two season. The Stags tonight draw one all with Carlisle United. 
But who will be your man of the match? Start getting your votes in now and have your say on your team. As the Stags take a point from the jaws of defeat. Mansfield Town won, Carlisle United won the score at the One Course Stadium tonight, but who is going to get your man of the match vote? Let's go straight uh, across the other side of Mansfield to Nathan Edge to get your number of nominees tonight. Who are they? Why do they deserve a nomination? And ultimately, in the end, for Cam Felton's benefit, who is your nomination for man of the match? So it's uh, two for me tonight. I'm going to go with James Perch and the goal scorer, Stephen McLaughlin. Um, really? Wait. Yeah, believe it or not, I know. That's what I, I did this the other week as well. Can you believe it? Um, I do prefer him in the, in the in the role he's playing at the moment. I've got to say he's he's doing all he's doing all right there. Um, but most importantly, the fact that he, we've scored our first free kick in uh, what well, must be thirty years. I think um, he deserves man of the match just purely for the fact that we can now stop banging on about the fact that our last free kick was about hundred years ago and it was George Grant who scored it. I, I'm sick of every I yeah, game. I don't like hearing George Grant either. Yeah, like, I just. I don't, I've yeah. got a feeling that you lads might be slightly bitter. <laughs> Not bitter. Just, Not bitter. I, just I, I fed just up like George Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Flash. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so, so um, obviously putting the putting the free kick away, which obviously got us a point. But my nomination is going to go to James Perch again. I just thought, um, you know, he, some, he's so good centre back. Um, <laughs> to say that's not even the position. We brought him into play. Whenever he is there, we always seem to look better. Um, and, it, and he he dugs out of a couple of situations tonight. You know, I remember. I think it's the first half. Mal uh, made it. Well, my second half actually. Mal made an error, and um, you know, James Perch mopped up. Um, so yeah, I, for me, I'm I'm going to give him my uh, my match for Matters man of the match. Go on then, Cam. Any advances on the two? Uh, I've got three. Um, two or more honourable mentions. Yeah, Stephen McLaughlin. I thought he was um, decent again, and I think um, I think Aidan Stone deserves an honourable mention. He pulled off a fantastic save, uh, point blank range from Reese Bennett. It, it was definitely harder to to miss than score, but nonetheless, it was still a decent save. Uh, and coming back into the side uh, as well, especially after a loss, you've got to think right. Yes, yes, it was a loss on Saturday, but. Um, I'm coming into the side. I've got to make a make a, a good thing, and, and he couldn't have done anything about the goal. To be fair, yeah, it was it was poor, poor from Bowery, and I think poor slightly from Benning. Um, but my yeah, my man of the match um, 
goes to Perch. He's just been solid uh, ever since coming back into the squad. And and like we were saying uh, after the, I think it was the Cheltenham game, um, that he's definitely here to do a job. It's not just a, another payday uh, for him, uh, a last payday, shall we say. It's his club um, as well. You know, it's his boyhood club, local club as well. I think a lot yeah. of people don't don't take that into recognition. Yeah, exactly. He, he he does wear his heart on his sleeve and, and he makes some fantastic challenges. Um just digging us out of a real real hole and mm. it, to be fair, he, he him uh, also I'm I think actually gonna add another a name into the mix is uh Farron Rawson. I thought he did. Just get rid of um, him from the core, just do it, just save no, us all. No, don't just... don't even but no, considering Saturday you think oh a lot of the blame lied at his feet I thought he came back into the game and and yes there was a bit of a shank clearance but I think actually the shank clearance a was, bit uh, it was better a bit than, of a shank clearance it went straight back to Aiden Stone yeah, I mean it's it was, the best shank clearance has done in a while it's yeah a lot to be worse. fair it was actually fantastic because <laughs> if it had if you had turned and tried to take it there were two men on it straight away and it was yes it was a bit that. Yeah, he was a bit fortunate, but it, I think it was the best situation sending it back to the keeper. But I think after Saturday, I think he's got to take some recognition that him and I think him and Perch between them a, a, a sat down or smashed their heads against the wall or something and, and just like uh, just a bit more solid at the back tonight and, and cut out the silly little errors and. Uh, all round, I think it was just a better defensive performance. Two for me. Uh... Toss of a coin, really, roll of a dice, whichever you want to do. Um, Stephen McLaughlin, James Perch, rock, paper, scissors. They can choose a winner if they like. McLaughlin, uh, you know, well-taken free kick, hits it well. Um, you know, a lot. Of, it's a difficult position, that difficult distance uh, to get a shot on target, let alone get it in the back of the net. Um, deserves recognition for that. And I thought his play, actually, from in front of the back four was absolutely superb at times. Uh, you know, lofting balls over the midfield, uh, you know, cutting out the danger man, ho- holding it well, driving well, um, linked up really well with Stephen Quinn at times. We thought it might be a bit of an off-balance with no natural right footer in there. Um, other than Harry Charlesley, who was a little bit absent at times, he drifted quite wide. Um, he played quite well. And then the other naturally perched, born leader, captain's performance from him tonight. Um Excellent from him. Um, I am actually going to. I actually cannot decide, so I actually am going to roll a dice uh, for it. Um, if it's a if it's a even number, it's James Perch. If it's an odd number, it's going to be Stephen McLaughlin. All right. Is this going to be like um, you know a discussion pre-match where you know the whole McDonald's chippy dis- dis- discussion, and then you've actually you'll roll it and then decide actually no, I wanted that player anyway. No, no, no. It's actually genuine, genuine thing. Okay. There you go. It's rolled. It is number facing upwards. Six. So uh, there, you, there you go. So Did you say who was who? Yeah, it's an even number. Which is perch. Right. So I was going to say, should we just give them a vote each because it's not going to make any difference to tonight. Let's have a quick <laughs> gander into the comments. Let's have a look. So uh, Wayne says perch. Uh, William says Benin. Tim says Benin or perch. He's gone with went with Benin first though. Uh, Clive says uh, perch man of the match. Mark perch man of the match for me. Uh, Nigel Perch by a country mile. Uh, Kathy says Benin. So there you go. There are the votes. Um, so time for Cam to do some adding up. Um, 
absolutely needs to do some adding up. Uh, we'll do that in a second. I'm going to change the theme tune tonight, I think. Definitely going to change the theme tune. I think we need a different bit of music underneath. What do you think, Nate? Do you think do you think you, we need oh, a little... It's time for a change. Yeah, just you've got yeah. to change it up a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's my got segment. Do I get a choice of what music we use? Absolutely not. Now, here you go. Hollyoaks man, Cam Felton. We're not going to get copyright claims. We're not going to get copyright claims because I'm going to go. Just, like, just keep putting it out. Um, who will be? No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't take it seriously. I'm sorry. Really can't take it seriously. Right. Who will be Mansfield Matters man of the match? Will it be the skipper for the night, James Birch? Will it be the goal scorer, Steve McLaughlin? Will it be Samal Benin? Will it be AN Other? The tension is killing me. Do I need to roll a dice again to decide a winner? Is there a clear cut winner? Who is going to receive a tweet from Nathan Edge? The highest of honours, even though he does like rich tea biscuits. Shameful. Cam's lost his pen. He's looking for his abacus. He's got 20 seconds before he reveals the answer. Mansfield won. Carlisle United won. The man of the match votes has been counted and verified. The winner is... Tonight's man of the match is standing captain James Perch. So there you go. It's been decided. James Perch at the Mansfield Matters man of the match tonight. And with that, that is it. My thanks to Nathan Edge and to Cam Felton. No theme tunes of any Channel 4 soaps were used in the broadcast tonight. The Stags rescue it late. I think it's Channel 4. Through Stephen McLaughlin's free kick to get a point at home against Carlisle United. 11 points now between themselves and Southend in the bottom two. The Stags welcome bottom of the league Grimsby on Saturday, a huge, huge game. Make sure you join us for that. Facebook Live exclusive, what a show that is. Join us from 1.50 for that. And then again, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle, for the post-match reaction show. All the debates, the discussion, and a lot, lot, lot more in between. On the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individual and once again no theme tunes from any channel 4 soap were used honestly days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.